Thank you for joining us wherever you are. This podcast episode is brought to you by the Old Ways Actual Play Team. This actual play uses the 7th edition Call of Cthulhu tabletop role-playing game, Rules by Chaosium. This actual play is performed by adults and in an adult setting. While we try hard to stick to reasonable languages for all ages, listeners should know that this is a podcast that may include mature themes. All content, including names, places, events, companies, and etc., may bear resemblance to persons living or dead, is strictly coincidental. My name is Michael Diamond, and for tonight's game, I will be your keeper. Welcome back to a brand new 2020 episode of the Old Ways Podcast. This is our first recording in 2020. Thank you all for coming back and giving us another listen. Uh, I am Keeper Michael. will be your keeper for this evening. To my right, I have... You have Lonnie. He'll be playing Lawrence Edward Oliver Forsyth, civil engineer, and... Yeah, <laughs> things are going on. Civil engineer. That's yeah. one other thing... I might call you uh, an armory, a walking armory. I am not a walking armory, sir. Not, maybe not right at this point. Then further to his right. I'm Heather, and I am playing Anastasia Edwina Fairchild. Anastasia to her friends, who, uh, for those who listened last time, uh, discovered that she is not exactly who she claims to be, and that sometimes the monsters are not elder dwarves. You know, more often than not, that seems to be true, and that the monsters actually are just the rest of the fellow humans you have. It's okay, because Cthulhu will devour you all. Uh, at the end of the table. I'm Jake. I'm playing Jack Doyle, Gumshoe, and I'm just trying to get by right now. Just trying to get by. You have a woman you're tracking still at yeah, some point, right? Well, I, I know where she's at. I just don't just, know how I'm going to extricate her. Ah, okay. Well, wonderful. Shovel. Uh, a shovel? <laughs> I, I don't know that the person paying him to do the job wants him to do it with a shovel, but we'll see. And then to my left. <laughs> uh, this is James. I'll be playing Dr. Sigmund von Tartenbach, the group physician, who is currently sitting here watching the wheels go round and round. Hmm. Yeah, you're, it's interesting that the doctor's office has become like the, the epicenter hub. of... There's like this hub. Yeah, they're like, well, if, no one, if, if you can't find somebody... Chances are they're at, the, at Doc's office. Right. Well, I mean, people would gather at Jake's office, except that it keeps getting shot with... Or, you know, yeah, you need to get shot less. Right, right. I, yeah, I, well. I, think we, I think we need to move the hub to some place with food and drinks. Oh. Lots wow. of drinks. That sounds great. Right. And then, uh, finally... Tiffany, I will be playing Maeve O'Shea, who's minding her own business. For the moment. <laughs> minding her own business, yes, but... Also, you seem to have caught on to the fact that you have this kind of hole in your journaling life. Yeah. And it's it's got to have gripped you something fierce, right? She searched for these missing papers now a couple of different times, and she can't find them. She can find all the journals, and she can see that the, the papers maybe that would have been around that time maybe have been removed. Uh-oh. It's almost yeah. as if someone doesn't want you to know That's what never. happened. So someone done total recall your ass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think so. But I mean, it's, or it's maybe I possible. did it to myself. Right, it's always possible. Right. Um, so we're going to open. We're going to raise the curtain tonight on 
I think we really have to raise the curtain on Miss Fairchild tonight. Um, when last we left, there was a discussion going on between you and your um, lover, I think is a fair term, at least, or at least roommate, perhaps? Air quotes. Roommate. Roommate, yes. Air roommate. quotes. Roommate. Uh, Mary, um, who... Uh, has come to find out that maybe you were not completely trustworthy, completely truthful with her. Um, but you've couched it in a very understanding way. Your um, husband, Herman, showed up when we last left, and he did quite a doozy on your emotional and mental state. And so we raised the curtain, but moments after we left, uh, some of the more... Uh, emotional air has left the room a little bit and we pick back up as you and Mary are trying to figure out what to do next. I believe I was... I believe Stasi was left in a... Uh, how do we put it? Weakened, um, mm. energetic... Uh, weakened in state um, drained from <laughs> drained to the bone yeah absolutely and Mary was being supportive mm. yes she was now she wants to know if you're coming back to the house or not I still don't think it's a good idea he could be outside. He was already caught outside by Mr. Doyle once. Well, if he comes back, we'll simply call the police. As Tazi takes another drink to fortify herself. I should only wonder what happens if they ever outlaw this stuff. Blink, blink. Mr. Doyle has already said that he would provide or could assist us in obtaining obtaining a, pol a police presence. She turns to you because if memory serves, you're still in the room. Mm -hmm. You just maybe probably backed away from the <clears throat> emotional epicenter of this. Mr. Doyle, what, what can be done? Well, here's the problem. Stasi is her husband, so you can't... Herman. Herman. Is this... Oh. Yeah. So you can't just have the cops kick him out and throw, you know, kick, run him out of town. Well, it's it's my house. Well, I understand that. Actually, it's... Scratch that. It's the university's house. Right. Trespassing? Uh, assaulting another person, i.e. yourself. There has to be something you can do. Unfortunately, in, it is my experience that most of the time the husband is the side, is the one that the court sides with. Whether or not his character is suspect. See, Mary? Right, and... What, what chance would we have? Until, until he actually breaks the law. The cops aren't going to arrest him. I've met his match before. Most unpleasant character. It's not safe. 
We, we grab a few things. We, we go away for a while. A hotel. Uh, another city. Right. Somewhere. We, 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 <laughs> we don't just walk back in you, to where he knows we are. I can, I can uh, give you guys some uh, protection at night. That's okay. I mean, I, I, hopefully in a couple days he'll give up and go back home. Well, I'm, I could be away from the house for a few days. If maybe there is a downtown hotel we could stay in. Ladies, if you would, um, if I could be so uh, forward, I have a place in the city. And if this Herman person was fool enough to accost you on my property, he would be in for a very rude welcome. I, I gotta. I would feel better. Hotels are open. Hotels are public. I would feel a whole lot better somewhere that wasn't public. I'm happy to take you up on your offer, Mister Force. Although we barely know each other, it you is, can be trusted. It is no problem. Well, um, then, if you don't mind, uh, we just need to collect a few things from the house and then. Excellent. My car is outside. I'll go with you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Jack. Okay, so the four of you kind of package yourself up and trundle off towards the university house. Miss mm-hmm. O'Shea, you returned from Davidson's mm-hmm. to your house. Um, you get in pretty late. You made a fair amount of money, though, especially for an hour or so of work. Uh, Jimmy was not able to take you back to the house, so you had to grab a trolley uh, train to get back to the house. But you walk back in. Uh, It's raining, so it's helpful that you've had your umbrella. It's actually starting to thunderstorm Hmm. here at night. Okay. Uh, It's one of the... It seems like it's going to be a a pretty, pretty potent Midwestern thunderstorm. Yay. You walk into your house late at night, and I'm going to have you make me a spot hidden more. That's bad, isn't it? I don't know. What is it? All zeros. Yes, all zeros is bad. <laughs> That's all bad. Okay. You walk right into the house. You You set your umbrella down. You begin moving through the house as you normally would. And it's at that point that you fall over. Okay. Like pass out? Nope. You fall over flat, like on your face, like you trip over something. Oh, I something. tripped over something? Okay. You hit the deck hard. Okay, what did I trip over? You search around. It's dark in the house. You've you barely even had a chance to turn the light on, so you're going to have to get up and scramble to the light. Yeah, I'm going to do that. You scramble to the light, you turn it on, um, and you see that there's an awful lot of stuff on the ground. There's stuff all over the place. Your furniture's been overturned. Your bookcases are on the floor. Okay. Oh, somebody 
they gave you the old Chicago maid service. That's no good. <laughs> I'm gonna take a deep breath. And um go to my desk mm-hmm. and I guess take stock like I guess slowly go through and make sure nothing's missing well you go into your study the, the study proper obviously because there's stuff all over the main foyer well, not the entrance room it's not a foyer because you don't have that big of a house right you go into your office and you see that the desk drawer has been pulled out your cabinets your filing cabinets have been opened um, your bookshelves in here have been taken taken off their moorings and they're peeled over. You have a bunch of uh, papers and diaries and journaling that have been done that's all over the floor. And you're not really sure where anything is at right now because it's kind of everywhere. Right. That's why I'm saying I'm going to start. I guess, um, well, I'm in shock. <laughs> and i got to make sure stuff isn't missing. Thankfully, I keep a bag with all the essentials. On me at all times, but um, by essentials, what what would you put in that? Uh, my books that are on my card, okay. my father's books. Okay. I have these papers. Mm-hmm. Oh, and the journal, mm-hmm. Swift's journal. Mm-hmm. So that's what I have right now. Like those are my essentials right now. So, like my current journal, Swift's. You know, my the book I'm studying. My dad's two books. So you keep a, um, a case with you then? Well, I pictured it more like a messenger bag, kind of. No, you got to think about the era, though, and yeah. I, I would hate to be the, the that guy. Right, uh, right. But there weren't a whole lot of messenger bags in the 1920s. Yeah, I guess it'd be like a it would be satchel. Like a, or... no, it could be a, a suitcase, like an actual proper carpet, case. A carpet bag. Or a fold-over. Yeah. Like yeah. Or one of the yeah. fold-over, like a... Not Naga hide, but you know the one. Yeah, the, yeah. The yeah. Black pleather. That's kind of like what I pictured. Brown pleather yeah. kind of or, large, um, like full top. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, one of the full, like, a little larger full top, maybe yeah. with wheels yeah. on the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> like what we think of as travel luggage now. <laughs> <laughs> so you have your specifics mm-hmm. with you still, which is good. Only because if I travel, I want to have those for study, for look, you know. Sure. Sure. Um, you look around. So, it's a little difficult right now to ascertain what's here and what's not here because everything's been upturned. Mm-hmm. Um, are you searching the rest of the house? Yeah, I'm going to look around while I'm still in shock. Like, is every every room's probably been overturned? Your bedroom has been violated in the sense that you're... I mean, for a, a woman in the 20s... Your things have been gone through. They've pulled out your dresser drawers. They have pulled out clothes. They've gone through a ton of different stuff in here. Now, I guess then the other thing is I'm going to look at windows at my back door. You look at the windows. Go ahead and give me a spot hidden roll for your windows and back door. It's a fairly specific. Yay, 15. That is under hard. It's not extreme. What you f- is 19. What you find on your first floor, basically your living room window, is that it, it appears that some of the wood 
where the windows come together, some of the wood has been um, rubbed or stripped from the underside of that window. And that window is quite noticeably cracked just a bit. Okay. So it's quite possible they came through the window. When you get to the kitchen, you find a very telling item. It's a piece of paper. Does it have anything on it? It does. It has a painted message on it. Painted? Yep. It looks like it's painted. Okay. It says, we'll be back. Oh, awesome. With any kind of symbol or anything? Nope. It's simply painted there. It almost... The paint is actually still somewhat wet. What was it painted with? It looks like some of your own supplies. Some of your um, mystical circle casting and drawings of lies were used to uh, to color it. Um, I'm going to call Doyle's office. You call. There's no one there. I'm going to call the doctor's office. Um, you hear a telephone ring. After about 10 or 15 minutes after folks have left, everything has died down pretty well. And the phone rings. It's probably close to 11 o'clock at night. Yeah. Uh, this is Maeve. Well, I assumed. There had to be somebody I know. Otherwise, no sick people would be as inconsiderate to call this late at night. Well, yeah. Uh, this is yeah, kind no, of they all know doctors an odd situation. Um, is Doyle with you? Doyle? Are you still here, Doyle? No, he's gone. Um, I have a situation at my place. Hmm. I will be right there. Okay. Yeah, the phone. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, it's not impossible for you to get to a taxi or whatnot to get to Mr. O'Shea's. It takes you maybe, say, 10 or so minutes. Okay. It's not too terribly far. I go to her address. You head to her address. The four of you get to the university house. Yeah. Um, you are driving Mr. Forsyth. So okay. as you pull the car around and into the university uh, blocks, you eventually pull up in front of. Miss Fairchild's house. Okay. So? I open my door. I get out. Mm-hmm. I open the passenger side door. Okay. I look up and down both sides of the street for mm-hmm. the, this disreputable person. See mm-hmm. if they're still here. That'll be a spot hidden, I assume. It would be. Nope. You don't see anybody. Coast looks clear. Okay. Get out. You get out. Okay. Ladies, do you want to go uh, in with them and get the watch and look inside? I'll stay out here. A few crackles of lightning and a burst of thunder. Yes, let's make this quick. Mary steps out of the vehicle. She eyes the house a few times before walking up to it. Oh. Get out and head 
very furtively towards the door. She leans down to the left side of the porch, and she picks up a brick and then walks inside the house. I walk inside the house with... I follow. You hear her say, If there's anybody here that's not supposed to be, I'm going to bean you. The house doesn't issue a reply. She sets the brick down on a nearby table. I'll be upstairs just for a few minutes and gather a few things. I'll go with you. We'll all go together. Yes. You guys kind of trundle up the stairs in a yep. fireman's line. Um, are you waiting downstairs, Mr. Doyle? Are you staying yeah. outside? Yeah. Or? Well, I would stay kind of in the, uh, in the doorway, doorway area. area. Look, sure. we have to split the party at some point. Right. <laughs> totally understand. <laughs> Is there, I'll take a look on the street. Is there anybody... Uh, go ahead and give me a spot. Bad news bears. Split the party. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Um, you do see someone two blocks, or two houses, I should say, down and then across the street. That would be Mr. Donahue from the previous escapade with uh, Herman there. <laughs> he does seem to be paying attention to what's going on uh, out in the street. Ooh. So uh, you have uh, gathered his attention. Uh, the upstairs of the home for you, Mr. Forsyth, isn't um, terribly lavish. It's uh, functional. It's a nice, you know, not story and a half style home, but it's a... It's, it's a, functional. It's a functional bungalow. Yeah. A um, couple of bedrooms upstairs. She, you, you and her and Stasi go through and check each room. Hide no hair of anybody, and she begins packing. She pulls out a suitcase and starts. I'll wait outside. Actually, I would go into the back of our closet and pull out a bag that's already packed because she always keeps. A bug out bag. She gives you a look. Here. I just grab another bag and I just start grabbing some of her clothes and throwing them in. Get the stuff off of your dresser. Let's let's make this quick. She collects a few other things. I'm sorry, I I I would have been more prepared. Come darn, we just need to get this done quickly. I go into um, the drawer on my side of the bed, mm-hmm. on my end table, mm-hmm. and grab a small book that looks like it has that has a letter. Okay. Poking out of it, and I throw that in my bag. Very quick in my purse, actually. <clears throat> I'll put that in the, in the purse. Okay. After five or so minutes, the two of you come back downstairs. Yeah. Essentially, they come down each with a bag or suitcase in hand. I've got everything I need. I let's grab the cases. Um, she heads to the back door and locks the back door, and then locks the front door. And after just maybe five or so more minutes, you guys are piled back into Mr. Forsyth's car. And away we go. 
in my birdmobile. Yeah. I'll admit, I will... Stasi will be looking out, out the back window a little bit. Yeah, there's no... There's no flames that have engulfed the house, but there might as well be. That is a burned location for you, at least as long as your husband is running around. At least that's probably what she would think. Agnes's husband, not Stasi's. Sure. You can split the hair in her, like. In her, in Stasi's mind. That's sure. the way she thinks of it. You're welcome to think that until you have to roll Sam. Yep. Which we're not doing yet. yet. So, you head to Mr. Forsyth's house. Um, what accommodations, if any, are you making for them specific? Um, I will be um, moving... Um, I will be trying to make as much room in the closet as possible for them to put clothes. Sure. Um, their stuff will go in the bedroom. Of course, they'll be in the bedroom. I'll grab some bedding for... The couch. Okay. You make them as comfortable as possible. Mary thanks you profusely for being uh, a gentleman. Yeah, anything to do to have something to drink to hear, Mr. Forsyth? Uh, I'm afraid not. Um, I don't usually keep things at the house. Um, Hopefully understocked. We'll do. We'll make do. We'll find a way, and then we'll have to get this resolved. But uh, Mary sits down on the edge of the bed that you've given them and kind of exhales a few hours of stress out of her body. It's noticeable. I think I think Stasi paces for a while. Probably, Mr. Doyle. What's your plan? Well, you guys all settled in. It'll, it'll do for now. Then I will uh, head out. Stay, stay in the game. Uh, Thank you, Mr. March, You're welcome. It's March 31st. Okay. I'm sorry to have put anyone in this position. It's okay, Think no nothing problem. of it. I wish I could. Wish I could. <laughs> I'll check in on you tomorrow. Yes. Right. Please. Thank you. Right. Then I'll get a cab and I'll head <clears throat> to my office. But what's the day of the week? It's it's, uh, <laughs> you have to look it up. It's that Swiss cheese. It's, it's a Wednesday, isn't it? It might be. It's just a little dinged up. A little dinged up. <laughs> uh, you get a... Oh, it's a Saturday. It's a Saturday. So tomorrow is church. Tomorrow, tomorrow is church. The 1st of April. So, uh, Doctor, you arrive uh, a little while later outside the residence of one Miss O'Shea. All right, I go up to the door. Um, It's open, obviously. Lights all on. I don't know. How how would you... I'm assuming you you would close the door at some point? Yeah, I would close the door. Okay. Okay. Uh, Yeah, all my lights are on, yeah. yeah. Okay. Wrap briskly on the door with the head of the king. I'll uh, probably be running out of my Miso- office, because that's probably where I... Where you're starting at, sure. Yeah. Misochet? I'm coming. I'm going to open the door. 
you had me worried. Are you okay, Miss O'Shea? And I'm going to gesture to my... <laughs> oh, de Liba. This is, this is not time. Oh, you need a housekeeper. Uh, this wasn't me. Oh, good. I, I say otherwise, you... Seriously, this is terrible. You clean up once in a while. That's I'm sorry, Miss O'Shea. I need to get Doyle. He's in a... He's, this is what he does. He could maybe figure something out. This is true. This is true. But uh, you are sure there's nobody here? No one here? Not that I saw. They, oh, well, I'm assuming they're not here because there's a note in the kitchen. The kitchen's through there. Go take a look. You will wind your way through a couple of the deer paths that she's been able to make cleaning up, and you arrive in a rather um, hurricaned kitchen. There's silverware and plates all over the floor. A lot of stuff got smashed. This uh, seems like more than they were looking for something. That they were sending perhaps a message for you. And then the paper there on the table that says, we'll Oh, be back. a message for you. <laughs> they were literally sending you a message, I see. Yes. How did they get in? Do you know? Uh, I think the window over there, as far as I can tell. Look at the window. I go outside. Okay, you go outside. I go outside the window that she pointed at and look at the ground. Give me a spot hidden roll. Yeah. I would assume I've been trying to call Doyle's office probably every 15 minutes. I um, I would assume you've been trying to do that too. Uh, yes, 45 under 54. Well, you definitely see a couple of boot prints. Wunderbar. Well, there's some tracks out here for Mr. Doyle to take a look at. Okay. I'm still trying to call him. I'll try and call him again. You can call him again. <coughs> Doyle, where were you headed? Are you headed back home? Yeah, I always go to the office. The office? Okay. Um, when you get to the office, um, you know, through the... Um, huh, what's the right way to say this? Through the, the, the freshly aerated windows, you hear your telephone ring. Doyle... Maeve. Um, I, uh, somebody, uh, ransacked my house. Yeah, that is a shame. Um, <laughs> how <does that> around? <laughs> um, would you like me to come over and take a look? That's kind of what you do, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to get the police involved until I know it's not something to do with things that we're doing. Yeah. That'll be, that'll be over. It's going to get a couple things. <laughs> Thank you. Doctor, you notice something else outside. Mm. It's not something visual, though. It's something that smells. Can I get another spot? No, you don't need it. Nope. Oh, um, the first one is sufficient. Uh, what you... It, the reason why... It, piques your interest especially is because it's something you've smelled before. It is European pipe tobacco. It has a very pungent, very specific smell to it. And you smelled it years ago coming over uh, originally from Germany. Ah. <coughs> and you even find little brown bits there nearby, as if somebody tamped out a pipe. 
grab some of the bits, kind of crush them between my fingers. Mm-hmm. I want to get a, I want to get a good smell. It's definitely pungent, but you mean you've got the scent. You mm-hmm. you'd know it in a second. Okay. Uh, well, after that, I. I guess I head back inside and I help her kind of not clean up because obviously we want Doyle to see it as close as we can to... Did you... Anything that you have noticed that is gone? That's why I'm in my office. I need to... I mean, those are the things that are important to me. My books and my papers and my... What about things that are not important to you, but that would be important to someone else? Did you have anything artifacts-wise or perhaps... Money, jewelry, anything from family, art objects. The only things I have are. Not, I mean, I got. I don't know. You had a chance to come. You had a chance to prepare for Davidson's after Mr. Forsyth saw you yesterday, right? Yeah. So let me ask you a very specific question. Did. Hang on one second. So, what I need to know is, did you keep the crystal, the stone that Mr. Forsyth gave you, did you keep it on you when you went to Davidson's? Yes, that I would have. Okay, good to know. The elephant, however, I did not. I don't know if that matters. The little elephant I have. Well, you haven't found it yet. Okay. So you don't know if it's missing. Okay. You come back inside, Doctor. Hmm. Bit of uh, resi- pipe yeah. tobacco residue on your fingers still? There were, been, there were multiple men outside. One of them smoked a pipe. You arrive on the scene, Mr. Doyle. <laughs> All the lights are on here. It's like now 1130 at night. It's pretty much the only house on this part of the street that has any lights on. There are a couple of street lights, but there's nothing like this. Every light in this house is on. Well, you know, that's what usually happens. Anyhow, I, I come in. Mr. Doyle, I'm glad you're here. Obviously, there has been a bit of a kerfuffle. Yeah, were you here? I. No, I just got home after the show. I was at uh, Davidson's on outside of town. Right. No, the only thing that concerns me is after I talked to you about what Jimmy said, mm-hmm. Jimmy couldn't pick me up tonight and bring me home. Well, I've, I've seen Jimmy a couple times today. Okay. I, I doubt it has anything to do with that. They've already uh, made their message clear. Oh, I'm sorry. Sounds so fine. They came in through the window, and one of them smoked a pipe. Risto. I smell it too. It's a fairly pungent pipe tobacco. Okay, um, I will check outside. Uh, obviously, I'm sure you've already looked if anything's missing. I don't. I mean, it's hard to say. I'm starting to pick up my office now. Um, how about the uh, the book? My book. You know the book. Oh no, that's always with me. Okay. It's kept close to her heart. Just in case. That's in my bag over there. All right. Um, I will check outside. Yeah, yeah you walk around. How do you get the flashlight? Cause 
Go ahead torch. and give me a spot hidden roll. I'll give you advantage because you have a flashlight. And I'm just going to be in my office, like, at least just making piles of papers and yeah. trying to put all my journals into place. And You've had a good 30 minutes or so by now, so you probably have made some headway into figuring out a good portion of your office. Your office is going to be so big, and we might look around in the modern day and see all the trappings and the chat keys and all the other papers and stuff we have, but keep in mind that you're not as materialistic as we are today. Right. And so you probably would naturally just have less things. Well, I mean, I guess, like, the reason I go in there is because it's going to have all my letters and notes from my dad, all his notes, Mm -hmm. all my books that, you know, I refer to. Like, I want to make sure those are the things that I still have. I got a hard success. You got a hard success. Wonderful. Um, You see two sets of distinct footprints outside in the garden row or the... uh, Kind of loose dirt that uh, makes up the border of this house. Uh, you see that they jimmied the wall uh, window here, specifically the window here that they've managed to basically probably take a long, sturdy boot knife mm-hmm. and move it in through the wood from left to right hard enough to trip the lock or to move it enough where they could push the window open. That's probably how they got in. All right. Um... They, the tracks lead out any bit? Um, they seem to have come from the nearby boulevard. It looks like maybe they parked relatively close by. And as you kind of look around on the scene, as you turn your back to the house and look out towards the street, it doesn't appear like there are... It, the issue you have is the house is across the street. You're looking at all of their... Um, the back of their houses. There's no front on this specific street. It's on the Okay. Adjoining right. street, so, so there's... Chances are nobody would have seen anything. Yeah, this side of the house, it, and you're probably the only person who would think about this, but tactically speaking, this side of the house would be the side of the house you'd break in on because there's a lot less likelihood someone's going to yeah. see you. It's kind of secluded. Yep. All right. I'll go inside. Yeah, they, they jammed me the window, looks like. Came in through there. Two of them. Well, they left a note in the kitchen. That was the note. So the same sort of paid a message mm-hmm. that they're going to be back. Um, and it was still wet when I got home. How long does it usually take to dry, you know? Um, it's, I, an, it's an oil paint. How familiar are you with oil paints? Well, oil paints don't dry, really. I mean, they can take years, depending on how thick they laid it. Well, how long were you gone tonight? A couple hours. Right? Yeah, a couple hours. Yeah. Well, obviously, they came in after you left for work. Mm-hmm. Well, it's possible that they may have even watched her leave. Right. And without, since oil paints, who knows how long. I mean, they could have yeah. had it five minutes after you left. Right. I just take a look around a little bit. I mean. Yeah, unfortunately, if you're looking, are you looking over the whole house? Yeah. Um, it looks like they. They went everywhere, and they got into everything. And so there's a lot of, of, I mean, if you tossed somebody's house, this is what it would look like. Okay, so um, in general, is there a like a level of small like little boxes or whatever that aren't gone through? Like, does there look like there may have been a minimum size that they were looking for something? Yes. 
Okay. And it looks like they only looked at the pertinent areas in the upstairs. They went to just um Give me another spot hidden roll. See if you can surmise this. Success. Success? Yeah. So it appears anyway that they were only looking for they were only looking through locations which could hold an object of roughly book size. Okay. So yes, they went through her closet, yes, they went through her dresser, they went to her end table, but what you find suspicious is her uh, small standing jewelry uh, boxes and the other small cabinetry that she keeps her fineries in. They're not; they're just tipped over. It doesn't look like they even bothered with them. All right, I come down. Okay, so it wasn't a regular robbery. They're looking for your that journal. I'm guessing they're looking for a, they were looking for a book or something book sized. Obviously, that was the only book you have that you kept with you. Yeah, and considering we know that there are still cultists out right. there. Now, that's the good uh, well, the good news. The bad news is is that if they really want that book, they're going to figure that you're carrying it, which means the next time they come, they're coming for you. Yeah. Storm picks up outside. I'm going to make sure to shut that window. <laughs> you shut the window. When you shut the window, you just, out of habit, go to latch the window, and you see that the the actual metal latch is loose now in the frame of the window. I have a Murphy bed. I can offer that. Yeah. It's comfortable. Ask Stuzzy. <laughs> I, yeah. This bedside is excellent. I mean, I we guess. could do some stuff to, to make the house a little bit more secure, but then you're still at danger anytime you come in or out or go anywhere. Yeah, and I live alone, so. Right. Now is not a good time for you to be alone. No. Or really, any of us, maybe. Well, let me um, go get. Um, a piece of luggage and put all my papers and my books from my office in it and uh anything you would not wish to be stolen yeah get some clothes I guess you might need a few cases for that you have an awful lot of written material here yeah yeah I just yeah (laughs) you're gonna need a couple of strong backs to Hoist well, your. Look at the time. Wait, yeah. I'm sure you're going, Mr. Doyle. <laughs> back to the office. <laughs> Good luck with that, though, Miss Lucy. <laughs> so, you're going to take the time tonight and pack what a percentage of your office? And well, some clothes, or give me the breakdown okay. roughly. Okay, I'm going to just pack uh, some clothes and um, get some of my father's papers picked up. Like, I have, like, the letter from, you know, uh, to my mom from him sure. and all that I, stuff. I, I appreciate that. Um, the thing is, is that, with respect, you're going to have to find it now. Mm. Because your office your office has been yeah. literally turned upside down. And so it's going to take you a little while to sort through those papers. But if you're willing to spend the time, 
You can gather all that stuff. I would, but I don't think I want to keep other people waiting. Um, can we come back in the morning? Yeah. Gather my materials and then... Because, I mean, if this is the kind of stuff that they're looking for, I need to have these things and... You say they're looking for the one she was carrying? Uh, I would guess so. You were thinking so? Yeah. Well, that's the only book I... But I'm still studying it, so I need some of these books to study that. No, absolutely, but you keep it on you, and it, it mm-hmm. would assume to me that, or it seemed to me that then after that, the person that they would be coming for is you, so wherever you are, we make sure it's fortified, and you should be fine. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. So I'll be in a dungeon. All right. Awesome. Oh, I would not call my apartment a dungeon. It's small, <laughs> a little cramped, but not a dungeon. So, are you collecting anything from the office, then? Just clothes for tomorrow. Just clothes? Okay, well, you go upstairs and gather your things off the floor. Yeah. Um, put back what you can put back. I mean, what she's doing now, I just start picking stuff up. I'm stacking things, I guess. Okay. Give me, um... Give me a hand. The both of you give me luck rolls. Yep. No. Okay. You're gathering some stuff up, James, and and you kind of think you figured out a bit of her rhythm as far as how she had some of this stuff here previously. Mm -hmm. Um, Yes, stuff was thrown all over the place, but it was at least thrown in specific locations. Somebody Mm -hmm. came to the desk, they opened drawers... They push papers off. Some of these aren't too terrible to, to pick up. And you get, you know, a couple of stacks of things kind of re... You think. Squared. Yeah. Squared. <laughs> um, Mr. Doyle, you go through and kind of just try to put your arms around as much of it as you can and figure that if you can at least get it off the floor, right. it'll be halfway decent enough to... She can sort out the rest. Right. When you do that, you uncover one of the desk drawer, actual drawers from stuff that have been pulled out. Uh, you happen to glance down at that drawer itself, and you realize that the wood frame that makes up the bottom of that drawer as you look down into it has been... It doesn't square completely anymore with... The actual frame of the drawer. So you do what you would normally do, and you try to, you know, right. put it back where it goes, and you realize it doesn't press back down anymore. And the reason it doesn't press back down anymore is because there's several slips of white paper that are in between the bottom of that drawer and the actual cover that makes up the supposed bottom of it, revealing some sort of false bottom. This is interesting. I have to check. You're a curious type, sure. It's going to get you into trouble one day. Yeah, more than likely, yes. <clears throat> you uncover, you know, roughly, let's say, for the sake of it, let's say maybe a, a 10 by about 16 piece of wood. It's thin wood, but it's wood nonetheless. Um, Doctor, you begin to see him take dismantle this desk drawer. 
We are here to help her clean up, not to help her further. Oh, I see what you're doing. Okay, that's interesting. <laughs> Inside, there's a stack of papers, and yeah. the, ta- the papers Sharks are no, they're no, I mean, A5 size paper. They're, you know, journal size. This is an A5. What's What's the date on the top of the journal? The date on the top of the journal? Or the pages. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. It's uh, February 18th, 1921. Huh. I think I found Maeve's missing journal pages. Really? You're coming downstairs. <clears throat> Liebchen? Yes? Is there something here that Mr. Doyle found that you may wish to look at? Uh, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Pass them over. I'll take a look at them. You find a series of lined journal pages in your handwriting. Uh, and you see a very familiar date. Okay. February 1921, specifically the 18th. And your journal begins with the line, I never thought I'd leave the country. But this was a chance I couldn't pass up. Okay. <coughs> well, I've been looking for these. Indeed you have. I will, uh... Well, you hid them well. Be reading them. Where were they? False bottom of this desk drawer. Oh. You don't remember the desk drawer ever having a false bottom? Yeah. I didn't know... Hmm. Interesting. Well, I will uh, put them in with my other stuff so I can read them later. Okay. It's, it's almost midnight. Indeed it is. It is almost midnight. All right. Where are you going? I got to get, I have to go to church in the morning. Thank you for your help. I will escort her back to my office. Appreciate that. The two of you make for a reasonably comfortable night at your office apartment location. Um, while the uh, trappings of the doctor are rather, not Spartan, but uh, simple. Um, it is comfortable. It's more comfortable than sleeping in a house alone that someone's recently broken into. Uh, Mr. Doyle, do you return to your office that night? Or do you go back home to go to bed? I had to go back couch. I was going to go back to my office, but... I got called away unexpectedly. Multiple times. <clears throat> you head back to your house. Uh, there, There's no mail waiting for you. Um, I don't know anybody. Yeah, well. And, yeah. The rest of the evening for you goes relatively quickly because you pretty much pass out as soon as you get mm-hmm. back home. After a, you know, a few slugs. Yeah, well, a few slugs, maybe a smoke or two, and you finally doze off. Uh, and Mr. Forsyth, you have two women staying in your house. It's highly irregular, sir. It's highly irregular. What would the owls think? Their relationship appears to be highly irregular. I don't know that the owls would really mind too much. They're fairly libidinous people <laughs> in general. Um, it is a bit disturbing because it is a bit unusual. Um, not- many aspects of this are very much outside the norm. You are not sure what to make of their relationship. Their friendship. You wouldn't, um, I don't even think he would call it a relationship. A friendship. He, he would yes. use the word friendship in his mind. Yes. And that could be a salve to him using other words. Yes, exactly. Um, you know, um, 
Right. He lived with his friend and sold his scarf collection for $1.2 million. <laughs> he never married, though. Poor right. chap. Um, <laughs> um, but, no, I would probably... Um, in the interest of there may be somebody looking for her, I would probably stay awake um, mm-hmm. with uh, my weapon handy oh, and uh, yeah. probably sit in the uh, uh, probably sit in the uh, uh, sit in the in the sitting room chair, okay, uh, reading magazines until until I couldn't stay awake anymore, and then I would probably go to the couch and pass out. You sit up for a little while, read a few magazines, you kind of get to know the house in the night. Yeah. I think there's something very significant he would probably do is he would just try to hear... He would extend out those senses around the house and listen to it creak or listen to the people driving by or yeah. the thunderstorm that's beginning to brew up. Yes. And it's really at that point that your pocket humming draws your attention away from the National Geographic magazine you're reading. Right. Um, stone. I grabbed the stone. From my pocket. Mm -hmm. I just kind of feel it. Is it still cold? It's cool. It's actually warmed up a bit since you last touched it. Mm. And that could be for a myriad of reasons. But there is definitely an unmistakable vibration to it. Unmistakable. I am going to... Have I been to sleep at all? You have not been to sleep yet. Mm. I think I'm going to get up and just move through the move through the various rooms of the house mm-hmm. while holding the stone in one hand. Mm. I don't know that it detects danger, but it might. I mean, this is all crazy to begin with. Sure. Why don't you go ahead and give me a power roll? Because I'm going to fail it. That's why. (laughs) Hey, look at that. I rolled an 88. Fail. (laughs) You seem to move about the house with the stone. It continues to vibrate, but not in any discernible direction. No. You do... After maybe a good five minutes or so, you do begin to pull away a bit of a tingle at your fingertips. A tingle? Like... Yeah. I look at my hand, it's... Nothing's come off, nothing's rubbed off from the stone on it at all. It's just sensitive, or... Yeah, you're not sure what it is. Mm. But there's definitely something to it. Um, and I'm not hearing any unusual noises or lack of noise. There is a lack of noise. 
because that's even worse in some cases. What is this lack of noise that I'm hearing? After moving around the house for a bit with the stone and feeling its vibration, you realize you stopped hearing the thunderstorm outside. You stopped hearing the rain. And it's only after concentrating on it for a moment that it snaps back into your audio, back into your ear canal, and funneling back through your brain. And now you hear it again. I put the stone back in my pocket. There's something strange going on here. I'm not... Um, can I make a listen roll? Sure. What are you listening for? Um, perhaps animals outside? Okay. That's fair. I made it 19 out of 20. Wowza. Um, you don't hear any animal noises outside. Um, they seem to be being drowned out by the rather raucous Midwestern thunderstorm. It's odd I couldn't hear it while I held the stone. It is odd. I wish I knew more about this sort of thing. Um, I'm probably not going to get much sleep, so I think I'm going to make myself some coffee. <laughs> Okay, fair enough. You broke yourself a pot of coffee. It turns around to a little after midnight. I'm fairly tired. You are tired. You, in fact, are more tired than you remember being in a very, very long time. I'd like you to reduce your magic point by one. I probably smell the coffee being brewed at some point. I don't have any magic points, do I? You do. I, it's okay. Yeah, I, I never wrote any down. It's okay. We'll handle it. Don't yeah. worry. We'll just keep track that you have one less than you normally You have write. negative one yes. magic point. No, not negative. That's different. Um, if you lose all your magic points and you lose magic points again after that, it deducts from hit points directly. I thought you were going to say I, I, I become a uh, 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 muggle. No, um, Mr. Forsyth's already a muggle. Mega psychic. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Miss Dazzy, you come out smelling the coffee. You yes. lose four essence. <laughs> Do you have another cup? Uh, yes, one moment. And I go in the cabinet and get a second cup. You get a second cup for her? Thanks. Between the storm and everything, I don't think sleep's going to come tonight. There's something strange going on, and I don't know what it is. Maybe. Um, do you have your stone with you? Yeah, yes. Uh, one moment, I'll go to, I'll, coffee cup still in hand, yep. um, go over to, I think the door to the, between the bedroom and the main room's probably, we, we're leaving it open. Um, go into the room, into my purse, and pull it out and bring it up. You pull it out. Have it in hand. Yeah, and you can feel its vibrational quality. Does it seem different? I stop for a second and kind of hold it 
tight in my hand and kind of close my eyes and the more the more you tighten around the actual stone itself uh, the more it vibrates uh, and you start feeling your knuckles vibrate like the vibrational quality is getting more intense as I think a part of my my brain and being right now needs a distraction I tighten my grip and try to focus by you know, try to close my eyes and breathe in kind of a focused way to sure. see if I what let's see what happens you dig deep roll pow pow right in the kisser pow 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 that is not gonna happen nope okay. yeah, we can't make a pow roll to save our lives right <laughs> whose fault is that ours <laughs> it's the dice I blame the dice yeah. you dig deep and you focus, and you get very much the same sort of reaction that Mr. Forsyth got. Your fingertips uh, numb after a bit, and then it starts to kind of tingle, like if you had a, you know, your leg fall asleep, and then you kind of stop, because it starts to hurt. Yeah, that's... And then you lose a point of magic. I, I open up my hand and kind of put the coffee cup down and kind of shake the hand that it was in out. Well, that was not pleasant. Thinking back, just mm-hmm. while she's busy concentrating on it. Sure. When I met those strange people who gave me these stones. Just the two giant men. Did I feel that tingling? Did I um, feel that sleepiness? No. No. Nope. Nope, you gathered the stones that they gave you and played nicey-nice until you could run, run far away. Well, this is a mystery to me. Evidently, this whole business has got my nerves just... Um, Which is why you should have more coffee and sit in your front room with a loaded weapon. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> like a good American, That's yes. It. I'm freaked out, so I'm going to sit here with a gun and coffee. <laughs> Correct. Correct. We'll stay up all night. Hopped up on coffee with a loaded weapon. Yeah. Load of and, and a little paranoid. Call so. the doctor and see if he has any cocaine available. <laughs> he does. I do. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, I'll take the stone and just tuck it into the pocket of my outfit. Okay. So it's still I'm, on me, it's just not in my hand. You are free to... Uh, the both of you are... are you, especially because, Miss Stasi, you were the one that most recently did it. You are welcome to double down on that roll, and you can attempt to push that roll. Mr. Forsythe's already gone on to his living room. That seems like a good idea. National Geographic and yeah, his weaponry. Yeah, one of us needs to actually get something here. Yeah, I, I can't do it. There's there, there's no way. My um, power is too low to start with. But Mine? I would warn might. you. I would warn you this. A failed push roll is not pleasant for an investigator. And that's just a free... You know, especially this kind of push roll. Person to person warning. <laughs> to quote a great man, you can do it. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. <laughs> he was a great man? He was. Our his bar bar is fucking low. <laughs> hey, his character yeah. in all the Adam Sandler movies was great. Okay, sure. <laughs> I'll, give, I'll give that. I'll give that. <laughs> So, if you're going to push it, I would like you to tell me how you're going to do it. 
because the how is very important. <laughs> I think we go and sit in the the main room in the sitting room for, in the sitting room for a while. Sure, just sitting there drinking coffee, still strung, kind of strung out psychologically and emotionally at this point, and just strung out the, in general. The, the tick, the, you know, <laughs> no alcohol. And, the tick, tick, tick of whatever clock is probably nearby, and mm-hmm. it probably just gets to me, and I just say, just screw about with this, and pull it out, and put it in my hand, and... <laughs> and I'm probably not talking because there's literally no conversational handles here that aren't awkward as hell. Yeah. And just two hands around you, the stone. You would see her, Mr. Forsyth, you would see her clutching it rather intently. It's like... Well, maybe you two should do it together. With determination. That always turned out well, right? Yeah, right. (laughs) Teamwork. I mean, what's going to work? Teamwork. Meat work! (laughs) Meat work? (laughs) Well, it makes the dream work. Thanks, now I got that stuck in my head, you bastard. Okay. Meat work! For all the parents out there, we apologize because now you've got that tune. You've got that tune stuck in your head. <laughs> Don't know it at all. I've avoided your trap. You uh, you dive headlong into a mental state which requires your absolute focus. So go ahead and roll. That is a one. That is a one. That is a one. (laughs) Okay, so there's a one. It's a critical success. Right? That is the best possible outcome for a pushed roll. You focus in real hard with your mind on this stone. And you begin uh, a technique that you'd seen in a couple of bohemian books about visualization. And you keep focusing and keep focusing... And Mr. Forsyth, she's sitting not too far from you. And so you're watching this, and you begin to see perspiration kind of dampen the upper part of her forehead. And you start hearing a hum come from her hand. And then a light glow begins to crack out of this stone down one of its faces it actually bisects and segments off and forks much like lightning Where's and then it going it's going down to the tip of that stone just the tip just and when it gets there the hum becomes overwhelming in the room and your hands are now shaking back and forth, trying to control it in your hand. Do I even notice this? Nope. Everything yep. is peaceful and serene for you. Okay. You are awash in positive vibrational energy. Right. All of the worries and concerns from the day or the week or the month have been drowned out in an ocean of positive energy. Eyes are closed, hands are closed, and I'm just reveling in this because I desperately need this, at least as far as I know. At that point, I'm going to uh, uh, shake her shoulder. Okay. You snap out of it. The stone 
Ghost Ark. It returns to its normal form. What'd you do that for? You didn't see it? See what? For the first time in the last 48 hours, I felt okay. It was glowing in your hand. I look at it. Does it look any different? Um, there does appear to be a residual, almost inner light to this object now, although it's faint. So it's not a glow as if it was a light bulb or a candlelight for that matter, but it does seem to have taken on some sort of a sheen that it didn't have before. Okay, so it's shiny. Imagine if it glowed like Mother of Pearl does. Yeah, so it's shiny. Yeah. Not, not like it is physically here for yeah. us in the room. So for our listeners, what you might not be aware of is that each of the players actually have physically um, a obelisk-style lapis lazuli stone. It's about three to three or so inches long. They each have one as a physical representation. We'll put a picture of it up. Yeah, but three pointy ends. And yes, each of them are cut, obviously, from the stone or... Different angles, so they each look a little different. Right. Yes. But yes, yours, and you can tell now, Mr. Forsythe, um, just by looking at hers and having seen yours recently, the two now look moderately different. Yeah, I pull mine out and look at it. Yours is dull compared. I mean, that's not par for the course, but I think, but... What do you think it means? I I don't know. Mine's much prettier now, but... I don't... I don't know. I don't I don't understand any of this. I don't either. You hear a voice from the doorway. What's going on? It's Mary. Oh, I'm sorry, darling. Did we wake you? I just I heard a bunch of people talking out here. I was just we were just discussing uh, just trying to take my mind off of things. There's coffee. No, I'm going back to bed. At least one of us can sleep. Good night. Good night. I'm afraid I should lie down as well. It's been a very long day. You lay down as well. And for tonight's episode, we'll call it there with all of our investigators sleeping, but maybe not fitfully sleeping. And we'll uh, catch you next week. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.